All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show. We're coming to you live through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Thank you for finding us here on a Monday night. I am Andrew Pizzelli. He is Christian Lauber, getting it ready for Monday Night Football and talking about all the biggest stories from the past week in sports. You can reach us anytime in the comment section of any of the live streams. You can also always email the show, the360sportsshow at gmail.com for any of our podcast listeners through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for finding us there. And you can always try and jump in. We love when you have interaction with us, so hit up that mailbox. Uh, Christian, last week was a crazy week in the NFL. Uh, and this week proved to be just as bonkers, and that is where I want to start. Uh, and before we start with the bad, which there were a lot of bad performances yesterday, let, for once, let's start with the good, shall we? Uh, and one of the good games out of yesterday, depending upon your perspective, if you're from maybe, you know, you know North Central United States, maybe this is a very bad game. Uh, but if you're from the Northeast region, the New England Patriots, 45-7 to over the Cleveland Browns. Did not see that coming at all. Thought they could win. Thought they had a good shot. Thought it would be a good game. Tough game. Uh, is this more about the Patriots and where they're going? Where the Browns and maybe where they're heading? A little bit of both. Uh, right in the middle, in my opinion. Um Without Nick Chubb, the Browns are definitely worse off. Let's not uh, forget about that. Uh, the Patriots have had an upward trajectory now for the last three weeks. Whether the offense was great or not, they haven't been. But yesterday, it was both sides of the ball. So that's a good sign. Um, but let's not let's not leave the Browns out of it. They were very um, uh, complicit in this loss, I, I would like to say, because I think... Uh, it's total coaching mismatch for the first time in a while. We, we saw that. Um, I, I don't know why after going up seven, Oh, they, they just like ripped up the game plan, tore it up right in front of us, threw it away and just said, we're going to put it in Baker's hands and let him get picked off six times, which he probably could have gotten picked off three or four times. Yep. Um, but the Patriots are headed in the right direction and they've been doing things consistently. Now, one of which is Mac Jones, to Hunter Henry, uh, the other, of which is Christian Barmore and Matt Judon. Um, so they've, they're, they're building, uh, that, that is for sure. I don't think you can say it any other way. You don't win 45 to seven, um, against a good team. Let's not forget this team was really good last year. They just blew somebody out last week. The Bengals who yeah, people Bengals. were lauding three weeks ago. The Bengals were your number one seed. <laughs> yeah. Look how far they've fallen. But, um, but yeah, the Patriots, I'm, I'll give it like 70, 30 Patriots are in, uh, are headed in a good direction. Now, you can't lose Thursday night, which we'll get to. But Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. You know, in a blowout like that, it's usually both teams are complicit somehow. Uh, you know, you're complicit in your own demise if you're Cleveland. Um, this is just like you said, that upward trajectory. The Patriots, I've been saying this for weeks, are proving to be the most consistent team. Meaning, you know what you're getting. They show up and they compete. I'm not saying they're the best team, not even close. There's people who want to, like, overreact. I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to say, Super Bowl, here we come. You know, four weeks ago, it was just tank. Now, four weeks later, we're saying we're going to the Super Bowl. Let's, just like we said, let's just pump the brakes on the season's over at two and four. Six and four is great. 
There's a lot of games left to be played. But the trajectory, as you said, is going up. And they still, 10 weeks in, what can we say about them? They're in every single game. You know, they've obviously had some tough losses where they didn't execute down the stretch um, uh, on either side of the ball. But they're in every game. You know, the loss against Miami, we look at that and say, like, oh, that, that loss is going to hurt them. They're 5-1 and one in the conference now. And every other team who that you're they're looking at across the AFC has had these clunkers. I mean, Buffalo had one last week. Except for the Titans. The, the, the Titans, but again, we'll see how things play out with them without Derrick Henry long term. So, so You know, we'll, we'll see uh, whether or not they become a factor. Because as of right now, they're your number one seed. We'll see if that, you know, Kansas City, I think, if their offense just gets going again, can go on, easily go on a, a, a run um, record-wise. But every team kind of has these no-show games, not just a loss, no-shows. Baltimore against Miami on Thursday night, that's a no-show. You know, you, you, you should have shown up. It's in Miami. You know, that team, it, it, there's, it's been teetering on, do they get rid of Brian Flores? Again, he's, he's like, it, will he, won't he with Tua? You know, he's got Brissett in. He's playing well. He takes him out. The team is, like, that close to, to like, already blowing it up. And you're Baltimore, you think you're a playoff team, and you go in there and you lay an egg and play poorly. Um, every team, Tampa Bay again, had a clunker. Um, the Patriots have not. They really hurt themselves against the Saints, but bottom line, they were in the game in the fourth quarter with a chance to go win it. Um, this is the only thing I'll say. Yesterday was awesome. We could spend an hour on all the positives. A lot to love. I agree with Nick uh, in the comment section. Uh, Mac Jones is the face of Boston sports. The guy's a menace. Uh, I embraced it. I have got my Mac to the future t-shirt. Uh, anybody who had any lingering doubts about Mac Jones, please put them away. Rex Ryan, check out that uh, Bourne touchdown. Uh, was that a BB shooter? No. No, that was not a pea shooter. That was a rifle. Um so he is getting better and better and better each week. We're seeing the offense start to pick up steam. Well, let's not go too far, though. But but here's the thing. This is where I'm drawing my line, right? The offense is picking up steam. This is what we thought. Hey, he'll get better as the year goes one on. One week, though. The off, but the offense. the last two weeks before hold, this? Hold on. Weeks. Let me finish here. I'm going to come around to something negative, Christian. Don't worry. It's not about being negative or positive. It's about being real about it. Here's, here's the deal with the Patriots. I think they're good enough now to – Take care of their business against inferior opponents. Yesterday, things snowballed, and they were able to run away against, I think, a good team that was missing some pieces. They still, I don't believe in the defense that they're going to lock anybody up and lock anybody down. So, in other words, like, what's been the big problem? They haven't had this situation. They have not come through in this type of situation yet. Late in the game, you're up by four or up by seven. Defense needs to get a stop. Other team, desperation time, has to go down the field and score. Can the defense get a stop? They haven't done that once this year. And their four losses, that was the situation. Miami, couldn't get a stop. New Orleans, couldn't get a stop. Tampa Bay, couldn't get a stop. Dallas, couldn't get a stop. Luckily, you were up big enough versus the Chargers that it didn't matter that you didn't get that stop because you recovered an onside kick. But you still let the Chargers go right down the field anyways. Right? So... The biggest thing, I'll wait and see. This team is only going to win games against the better teams if they're front running. Yesterday, got ahead. The Browns abandoned the run. Great. Let's turn Matt Judon loose, our best player. 
and let him just go wreak havoc, along with Barmore, as you said, who's coming on. So yesterday was great. It was fun. It was awesome. Totally did not see that coming, a blowout. But going forward, when you're facing the good teams, I want to see what this defense can do in pressure situations because they haven't done it yet. And if they haven't done it yet and they can't do it, this team is still 11-6, and six, maybe maybe winning the division if they beat Buffalo once and can and Buffalo tails off, but more than likely a wildcard team and competing in that wildcard round, forcing maybe for a divisional game, which is right where we thought they'd be. At least I thought that they would be. So everybody wants to overreact, but they're kind of right where we thought they should be. That's my yeah, take. Yeah, they they definitely should have been better early on, but hey, if they're showing improvement, then that's good. I just it's it's a weird week to pick on the defense as like the one odd one out when the defense has won yet three straight games. I mean, they gave up seven points this week. Now Nick Chubb makes a huge difference for the Browns, um, but the offense was kind of teetering, and then the offense came came on this week. So my question is still with the offensive side of the ball. Can they do this consistently? Uh, I feel a lot better about it if Trent Brown is in the lineup. If he's yep. not, it looks a little bit different. Um, he allows them to do some different things, and he kind of solidifies the line. Now, I'm not relying on him because he's kind of an injury waiting to happen at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the defense has kind of carried you the last, like, three weeks, so it's just a weird week to pick on the defense. I, I'm not picking on the defense. I'm reacting to the people saying, like, look at what the defense has done. And, like, this team can, like, go to the people saying this team could go to the Super Bowl. Yes, they can. They could. They could win out. They could. Everything could break their way. I still look at how they perform situationally. And they have not had, they have not passed that test yet. They have not. It could be, you know, Matt Ryan's a good quarterback. You know, it could be this Thursday. I want to see the defense go out with the game on the line, and stuff it out. Snuff out the other team. I get some credit here for holding teams down so far in the last few weeks that it hasn't really mattered. Now, I would like to see that as well, but it's also like I give them credit for not giving up 45 points and giving up three at the end to lose it. But when they win, it's got to be some type of credit where they held them to 10 points, seven points, whatever it is. The last three, four weeks now, the defense has been building just as much as the offense. Yeah, but I mean... I give them credit, but by your own admission, the the Browns like kind of played right into the defense's hands. Like you said, I mean that first drive, rip, 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 right down the field, and you're thinking, uh oh, oh boy, this is going to be a long day. And then the Browns just kind of the wheels came off. I mean, it, 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 and then and then they had no hope. I mean, they're throwing, they had they had nothing, um, and the Patriots just were saying, we're just not going to allow big plays. We're going to stop the run, and that's it. Um, I, I want to see them play somebody. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if the Browns are good. <laughs> who, who do we know who is good in the A, in the AFC? Who's good? I can't tell you. I honestly, you can look at every single team and say, oh, they've got, you know, they've won six games, but all the wins are suspect. I, 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 and I lumped the Patriots into that. I don't know who's good in the AFC. Well, the teams right now is... The ones that you see at the top. I mean, the Patriots are what number four, so it's obviously Tennessee is the most consistent team so far this year. They're seven and two, and they're two and zero without Henry. Um, so they're doing something. I don't know if that continues or not, but Rabel's a guy that I would trust if I'm a Tennessee fan. 
Uh, outside of that, it's kind of jumbled around. The Ravens still are up there, but are they the teams that uh, that we thought they were? I don't know. They've had a couple of duds as well. So, yeah, it's Tennessee, and then pretty much everybody else, at least right now, they have the longest win streak in the NFL. So, yeah, that's the team. But they could also go sideways without without Derrick Henry. Yeah. Do you want to revise? I know. Do you want to re-revise? I know. After two weeks, you wanted to revise your season prediction for wins for the Patriots. Do you want to re-revise now? Where Where do you Where do you put them now? I've said I've maintained eleven and six. I still think there's probably two losses somewhere along the way here. Um, how about yourself? Uh, I'll just keep it where I had it at the beginning of the year. I mean, look, it goes week to week. At all of these teams, it feels like they could go. 19 and 0 and then you know 0 and 27 the next 27 games so um i'll just keep it where i was i don't I don't remember exactly where i was but i was somewhere around 10 to 12 wins uh and they should be in in uh in position to compete for the division these two games against buffalo, buffalo are going to be huge uh colin in the comment section uh agreeing with you about Trent brown brown indeed gives them more room to execute on offense in every facet Barmore proving again he's a beast really good draft class this year which could prove to be even better when Ronnie Perkins is healthy both lines are more up to speed now and then he says Corderell Patterson likely out Thursday big deal for the Falcons since he's basically half their offense's identity with Ridley gone um any any lingering uh, thoughts uh before we look at Thursday for the Patriots and then moving on to other notes uh any other big takeaways thoughts on the game yesterday not, not a lot bad i mean bridge everything was good you had everything working jacoby myers gets his first career touchdown that was a great moment uh unfortunately Employer, the, unfortunately from hey that'll be that'll be a good trivia question right someday who threw jacoby yeah. myers his first touchdown people go ah, tom, yeah. tom brady uh cam newton mac jones no brian hoyer <laughs> um and but that was that was great to see Say again. Oh, he was up thirty-five-seven, and he's still throwing all over the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but look, in terms of lingering thoughts, um, I guess uh, my only other point is Ramondre Stevenson is probably your best back. I think he's oh. balanced. Um, I think he was really good yesterday, and he's been really good. If he doesn't put the ball on the ground, which I don't know, does he have more than one fumble? I can only remember the one. Um. Like, let's not put this guy in the doghouse and bury him because he has a fumble one time. He's your best back by just by the eye test. I don't care if he's averaging 2.75 yards out to the right and all that analytical crap. He by far is your most balanced back. And I think I know he had a drop yesterday, but I think he could be better in the past game than uh, Damian Harris as well. And you only get better with reps uh, in that respect. I'll agree. I know I've had my issues with Josh McDaniels and the play calling. Like, why are you calling halfback toss so much? Uh, it works when it's not Brandon Bolden. It works when it's Stevenson, who's got speed. Uh, and that that's kind of that, that drive where I texted that to you. That was that second quarter drive. Uh, it was 14-7. to They're on, like, the five-yard line. And there was, like, I think a second and long or was it even third down that they ran that toss play um and he gets outside gets like 10 12 yards and then they go end up going 95 yards to score a touchdown mm-hmm. and it's 21 7 and at that point it's like all right <laughs> it's starting to roll um yeah uh, their way 
Um, but, but... Yeah, the only other thing I'll say, I, I understand the hype around Mac Jones. Look, I'm excited, too, to see him kind of progress. Well, let's not go over the top. The other guys in the field yesterday were making plays around him. Kendrick Bourne, terrific catch. Obviously, great throw. But to go up and get that ball, we haven't seen that in recent years. Hunter Henry, same thing, a couple different times. Uh, that that one-two punch has become, uh, become very important because seven touchdowns for Hunter Henry is pretty insane considering where they were a year ago with the tight end. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of come on because Jonu Smith is absolutely nowhere to be found, which is the one question mark, I guess, on this team right now. But uh, You watch. Then... He'll have like a breakout game in the playoffs. Yeah. That's like that's like I, how it'll always happen. It was like, see, he was worth the money. It's like he didn't produce all year. Yeah. But um, And then uh, the same thing with Myers. That throw to the left sideline to uh, – to Jacoby Myers was a terrific throw, and Myers hanging on to that ball is just fantastic. How about that fourth quarter pitching catch between Hoyer and uh, Nikhil Harry? And Nikhil Harry, same thing. So, yes, Mac Jones is the future of Boston sports, and he's the greatest thing ever, but let's not forget uh, the other guys have to make the plays as well. Um, I, I don't think I've seen a Patriot catch the ball like Kendrick Bourne did where he just uses all hands. He goes up, makes a tough catch in between two guys, and comes. E- ever, or you mean this year? No, just in recent history. I mean, okay. like Cam Newton obviously didn't really throw the ball like that very much, um, but in the last like no, two that... years where the talent level has declined, it's this is executing now at a different level than 2019, 2020, uh, and it's kind of like you have something going now. You have to the offense has to keep it keep it going. That's. That's why I was confused about you bringing up the defense because I feel like the offense has stumbled here in the last few weeks. They well, brought their level back up. Now they have to keep keep progressing on that. I thought I, Mac did some good things yesterday. Mac Mac was awesome, and I look at it like not just the numbers, but the confidence and the types of throws. I mean, pushing people want to see him push the ball down the field. He was pushing the ball down the field. Uh, the quick, decisive throws. I mean, the touchdown to Henry uh, was just great timing and touch and execution. And then that throw to Bourne, you know, that's on a rope. That's either he's going up and catching that or it's going to be 10 yards out of bounds. You know, the receiver has to go up, but that's it's just great execution. And he's playing with tremendous confidence, um, which you love to see. The only reason I bring up the defense, like I said, you know, is just to weigh the four straight wins against the expectations of the team. And if you think that they're going to like that they're championship bound or anything, I can't. I'm just answering those people. People who are saying that, like, this team's going to go to the Super Bowl. It's like, I haven't seen it from the defense yet. Now, uh, now maybe, hey, it's conceivable, right? I mean, it happens. Teams, you could you could make the playoffs and just blow everybody out because you get up early and your defense can pin its ears back and just and get after quarterbacks. Sure, that could happen. You don't, you don't need a dominant defense. But because the offense we know is not going to be putting up 45 points a week, you know the the average is probably with this team is probably going to be somewhere in the low to mid twenties offensively, especially against better defenses. So the defense is going to need to make multiple stops in fourth quarter situations. And the last four fourth quarters, they haven't either needed to do that or they haven't done it. So that's just where I'm drawing my line. It's like this yesterday was really exciting, but if you're looking down the line. This team still has some issues that I think could come back to haunt it. Um, but we'll address those when we get to those games. Um, in the comment section, uh, Colin, uh, Kendrick, Yak born, the Yak supremacy. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, the, hey, yesterday, not only catching the ball, but running, rushing as well. So that's that's credit. We, we get on Josh McDaniels a lot for, for play calling, finding ways to get guys the ball and get them involved. Yesterday, um, like you said, coaching uh, advantage for the Patriots, big time. Uh, this is from Dark Sage 9117 in the, uh, the Twitch universe. Uh, the Lions and Steelers game yesterday reminded me of the Tigers and Pirates game in baseball. Both teams going nowhere, always pulling the wool over your eyes. They should have had the game at PNC Park and offered free tickets to a Tigers-Pirates game with how both of them played. Yeah, I mean, if there was ever... The Steelers were kind of that team. I know the guys on 98.5 said that this this week. They were like, "Who? somebody's going to get a tie and screw up the AFC standings big time. Uh, even more." And they were like, it's probably going to be the Steelers. The Steelers are the tie team this year. And then it goes and happens. Um, yeah. Neither team wanted to win that game. Even the broadcaster said there was a point like where they fumbled with like 12 seconds to go. The Lions did. And it's like, does either team want to win this game? I mean, just comically bad uh, back and forth. I guess in a way, good for the Lions. You will not be going 0-17. <laughs> um, but yikes, what an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Um, and yes, uh, Tigers Pirates. Yeah, a b- baseball game. Hey, and uh, Joe Buck made that reference too on Thursday night. Uh, you know, with the with the Ravens uh, and and the Dolphins. He was like, "All right, you know, through two, it's Marlins six and Orioles six. Oh wait, no, wrong sport. <laughs> yep. Um, there's some been some bad games this year. There's definitely been some bad games. Um, Lions fans, uh, I guess you're kind of numb to it at this point. Steelers fans, woof. Ugh. Yeah, not no good. Not good. Uh, however, I will give. I do want to give the steel. I mean, it's it's not a Steelers thing. Credit. I want to give Ben Roethlisberger credit. Uh, we get on, we get on, we get on Aaron Rodgers. Everybody did after what he pulled like in the last two weeks. Meanwhile, other side of the spectrum here is Ben Roethlisberger, who says he feels fine. You know, was you know is is doing okay, but just said, yeah, he felt like he kind of was coming on with a cold. Didn't have to. Had no obligation whatsoever to go get tested to possibly miss a game. But for the better, you know, betterness of his own team. And wanted to make sure he didn't put the team in any jeopardy. Wanted to go get tested. Ends up being put in COVID protocol. Now they lose a game. They probably win that game with him. But I think that should be get getting a lot of praise because even with the vaccinations, we look at. We'll get into it. Look what's happening in Ottawa with the Senators. Like it, it it's kind of crazy. So this this could still you know if if you're the Steelers, say he didn't do this, and hey, you go out and win, it's great, and then he's the vector point for. 10 other guys getting infected and now you're without like a running back and your whole line and or your DNs or something for like multiple games because of the timing of the protocols. Now you're really hurting the team. Um, so I wanted to give Ben Roethlisberger credit for taking the initiative uh, to go get tested and do the right thing for his team. I mean, we don't often say that, hey, good on Ben Roethlisberger, uh, but this is maybe one instance where uh, at least could be genuinely warranted. Yeah, agreed. I'm not going to say much more, but yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to go somewhere. Uh, that, I know. That's all I got. Yeah. Um. Last NFL note. I mean, we talked about Tampa, Arizona. I mean, I know they were without 
Kyler Murray again, but holy cow. I mean, one week you just run over the 49ers, and it's like, hey, this is a good team. They can win without their starting quarterback. What the heck? Uh, You're letting Cam Newton come out of mothballs and beat you? (laughs) And he's back. I don't know if you saw, but he's back. He's back. Do you feel good for Cam? I do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm glad he's back in the league. I don't think he should be a guy that's just, like, sidelined for – I mean, look, I think he's at least up to par with some of these other guys that I watch on a weekly basis. Um, Some of these backups. Now, maybe some teams don't don't bring him in to – because it would take too long to catch up, but Carolina is a perfect situation for him. Oh, yeah. They're done that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if he – I don't know if he played a great game, but – I think, I mean, for for what he was asked to do, I mean. He was in there like four plays. I think it was like six six plays. Now, all indications. He's really good in the red zone. We know that. All indications are he's going to be the starter next week. I want to see what that looks like. Him having to throw the ball, you know, down the field and throughout the field. Yeah. Uh, Let's let's see what it looks like. Um, I I was initially surprised at the money they gave him. I mean, again, great for Cam. Here's what it tells me. The Panthers think that they are just a quarterback away. They feel like right now, this year, with the team they have, they can get to the playoffs. They can be they can be pushing for playoff wins and contending in the NFC. And they really, really, really wanted Cam because Cam didn't have any other offers on the table, right? Right, or else he would have gone somewhere. So he also knew they really want me. And you know what? You need me. So here's what you're going to pay me. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that the Panthers are like that close to pushing themselves over the top in the NFC because the NFC is much stronger at the top. Well, so this is not this is not 2016 Cam Newton coming to save the day also. Yeah, this is not going to be Superman. Um yeah. he's still a reputable player, right? Pretty good. He could be solid for you, but he's not. I, I just, I still have my night doubts about having him throw forty times when you need him to. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Good I mean, for him. hey, yeah. for for them to to bring him in for one year, I mean, I guess you you, you do it if you think that you got nothing else, uh, and you want to at least, you know, you'd rather try and win than just say like, well, let's just run with uh, Darnold or whoever, and if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't, and we'll take whatever draft position we get. Um. I mean, for all we know about Cam, he's not a bad guy or anything. Oh, no, absolutely not. Just his ability. He's, he's, you know, he's a running quarterback. He always has been kind of that run-first mentality. Or he would like to do that, maybe split split the two-and-a-half passing running. But he's just been beat up over the years. But, I mean, I'm happy for the guy that, you know, he gets an opportunity again. Why not? It's you... not like he did something here to, like, ruin the franchise. It's just he's he's gone downhill, that's all. Yeah. Do you think he... Uh... He's with the Panthers for the rest of the year, or do you think if he's giving the starting job and he can't keep it, that they just say eh, goodbye? Does he no last idea, the year? But I don't know. I think I'd rather have Cam Newton than Sam Darnold. I don't know. I don't think Sam Darnold starts another game for the Panthers again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think he's had a rough go. Um, and is he a free agent? I don't. Think or has so. he got one more year? I mean, I know they they traded for him. Uh, they signed him, didn't they? Carolina Panthers operating as if deal? Sam Darnold out for the NFL season. That's that's the latest uh, on him. Yikes. Let's see. Contract. 
Good old Spotrek. Let's see. He is under contract next year. Is that right? I think so. I think he signed like a three-year deal. $18 million. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to get that. What? I, the, his dead cap for next year is $18 million. Oof. That's a straight cap hit. They can't. Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, woof. Carolina well, needs a quarterback. Carolina, you are just eating that. Holy cow. Unless you get lucky and it's like, remember how like the Browns took Brock Osweiler away from the Texans? They literally like, yeah. the, the Texans gave picks to the Browns to take Osweiler and take his contract. It's like the, you know, it's like bad, bad NBA teams being like, give me those bad contracts. Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, give me your bad contracts. I want to eat them all up. Uh, that's what the, the Panthers are going to need because they are not going to stomach $18 million dollars for Sam Darnold next year. Yeah, no way. No way. Definitely not if you think you're heading to the Super Bowl um, eventually. Uh, all right, so Colin here in the comment section is, is pushing us on. Uh, if, if you have any other thoughts, comments on, on anything NFL-related, uh, we do have the Monday night game tonight. That is getting started uh, shortly. Uh, we will touch on that really quickly, um, actually, since we'll be – getting really uh, involved in the other NBA discussion. Um, Niners and Rams, uh, how much OBJ do we see tonight? And uh, that is where he wound up, after all. Uh, and I think pe- that, that made the most sense for him. The Rams are stacked. And now Robert Woods goes down. Guess what? You're going to get even more touches. Uh, a little too convenient, I might add, for, <laughs> for Odell Beckham. Um, mm-hmm. But great spot for him. Uh, and how do we think he will fare there? I think he'll be okay for them. I mean, that's. I mean, look, if he's taking care of himself, that's the best spot to go. They just got Von Miller. He'll play tonight. See what that looks like. Uh, but the Rams basically lost Robert Woods, cut Deshaun Jackson, and got OBJ. I just don't know how much that accelerates them. Um, I think it'll be fine. I just like people don't overhype OBJ. Like I would have been fine if he had come here, and I'm fine that he's not here. Like he's not, it's not, people get so wrapped up in this that he's like OBJ from the Giants and he's just going to make these one-handed catches and he's, he's not one, really that one guy one-handed anymore. catch. Yeah. Um, but he's not really that guy anymore. He's got injury problems. I think he'll be good for them. I just don't know how much better he is than Deshaun Jackson. I, I, I just haven't, we haven't seen it from him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see how he plays. I mean, I wonder if he's sitting there yesterday thinking, oh, man, maybe I should have gone to New England. I could have torched Cleveland yesterday. (laughs) I could have had Brian Hoyer throwing me touchdowns. Um, Because you know what? The total belch, he probably would have, like, not been active, you know? Oh, probably, yeah. Uh, and then, and or or he would have been like not in the game for most of it. He would have just gotten thrown in there with the second teamers since he hadn't would have no experience in the offense. I mean, like I said last week, I I'm fine with it just because I think the Patriots have enough. I, I really do. I I don't think you're like they don't need that guy. They yeah, don't need yeah, that yeah. guy. And that guy, meaning the diva wide receiver, has doesn't win Super Bowls anymore. They don't. They want too much money. Anymore. And they That's detract the and, and they detract from the offense. They 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 have. I mean, this guy. I mean, Michael Irvin won won Super Bowls. Oh, well, now we're going way back. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but recently, all these guys, all these number one receivers, none of them have won a Super Bowl. 
The only one who came close, uh, who did win, that you could say is like a diva elite number one. That little small window, like 2008 to 2010, Santonio Holmes, like he won a Super Bowl. He was a number one. He was a diva. But all the other guys, you know, these pure number one outside, 6'4", big, tall, strong, they all, none of them have. Julio Jones came close. Hasn't again. Calvin Johnson never did. Now, he was stuck in Detroit. Uh, A.J. Green, for better or worse, Randy Moss. I mean, it. these guys, Terrell Owens, Chad Ochocinco. I mean, all these guys, they put up their, their, their powerhouse guys. Um, great for fantasy football. They aren't always the best for teams, unfortunately, um, because of their ego, because of their mentality. Um, Colin in the comment section says, OBJ's agent spotted leaving the Rams facility with a lead pipe just minutes after Robert Woods was injured in practice. <laughs> I swear, did he bring like a hex bag like to, to, to the Rams? Like, how does that happen? freakish i mean in practice i mean i know we've seen guys you know it's it's happened it happens guys get hurt in practice but to like hey we just signed another receiver and then robert woods gets hurt i guess i don't know yeah i mean convenient for the rams also yeah but wow just Uh, robert woods is a good player though so um colin points out in, in in favor of my argument top five tight ends Win Super Bowls like crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, you have a top tight end. You basically are able to control the whole field. I mean, got those top tight ends, guys like Gronk. Kelsey, you know, uh, not as much of a as a blocker as Gronk is, but serviceable. Um, Kittle, Kittle he got there. Got there, and, and we'll probably get there again in his career. Uh, those guys um, can affect the game outside of, just being like, oh, throw it to me deep. So, or uh, just you could just stop it. Throw it to me. Yeah. Like yeah. Throw it to me three times and I'm good, or I'll block, or I'll do whatever. Instead of if I don't get the ball, I'm gonna have a temper tantrum. Yeah. So. Yeah. Zach Ertz, another one. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. The Patriots do not. They have never needed, never needed, uh, and have won all their Super Bowls without. The elite outside number one receiver. So, fine that they don't have one now, and definitely fine passing on Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian, let's get into ye old Boston Celtics, who yet again two nights ago blow a 19 point lead to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are currently down by two at halftime to the Cavs uh, in this uh, little two game. Road series with the Cavs. Uh, 37-39 at halftime. Wow. High Throwback. Score. What is this, yeah. 2002? Um, I think part, I mean, there's a million things you could pick apart with the Celtics. Bottom line, your best player, or what? who should be your best player, is playing like hot garbage. Jason Tatum. Dennis Schroeder, he, he went for like 40 almost. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum not playing well. Uh, and, and the numbers bear that out, and you look at, um, I saw this morning, uh, like, uh, a basketball reference graphic, points, um, like, generated offensively versus points allowed, 
basically your net offensive rating and your net defensive rating graded against each other. And it crafts out all the players. Uh, towards the top, you got guys like Jokic. You got Durant. You got Steph Curry. Way up in the top right. Guys who are both not allowing points and are scoring points. Then down the bottom, you've got all of the suckiest players in the league in the bottom left-hand corner. And then in the middle is the giant pile of mediocrity. You know who's just a step above Jason Tatum? Doug McDermott. Tatum is both a negative net player defensively and offensively because of all the turnovers. Not good. I don't know why he's playing this poorly. A lot of people are saying it's the basketball. The new ball this year, that was the complaint coming into the season from the shooters that the new ball was going to take some time to adjust to. I look at it, though, and say, okay, maybe offensively I could say the shooting, yeah, maybe the ball could affect that. It's 100%. I mean, these guys are such professional scorers, little changes could can have an effect. The basketball has nothing to do with how you play defense. So that argument can go right out the window. I don't know why he's playing so poorly. Hopefully he turns it around. The Celtics will not go anywhere. And they'll continue to lose games and blow games if he's not your best player on the floor. At least on a night-to-night basis, the second or best player. First or second best player on, on the floor. He has to be. You're relying hey, listen, on him I to didn't, be. I didn't know you were going to go this direction. I don't think he's been that bad lately. He wasn't the problem the other night, I'll tell you that. He was a plus 12, 22 points. He was fine the other night. You know what the problem was? Uh, they didn't have anybody on, on the bench, and the coach well, left in somebody named Japari Parker for 20 minutes too long. Did you call him Chapari Barker? No, Jabari. I thought you called him Japari Barker. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's in that one game. I mean, I, like if we want to just pick apart that Cows game, yeah, the bench – Lost you have a triple double the night before and looked like great. I, I don't know what games we're watching here. I think I, as I think early in the season, I think he absolutely sucked. I, I think in the last few, I think he's been pretty good. And I think part of it is I think he's realized that he's not going to get a call on every uh, on every play now, and he's starting to actually go to the basket and try to score instead of get a foul. I check the box score tonight, right now. Where is? Clearly, nobody's playing well tonight. Eight points at the half. This won't expand. I wanted to see the shooting stats. Uh, Three of eight minus six. Grant Williams, nine points, leading potentially all scorers. No, Isaac Okoro with with ten. Um, again, I mean, if, if 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 Grant Williams is your best player on the floor, you you're not you're not going to win That's many sure. games. You're not going to win many games. Um, I just think Tatum should be better. I mean, I it's like you. I mean, like you said, he has put up the numbers might look look good, but it's not efficient. Uh, it hasn't been efficient. The, the only thing that I've been annoyed with the last like few games here, three four games, outside of his shooting, I think he's been good. He just can't make a shot right now. But outside of that, he's at least passing when it's there. Um, and I feel like his numbers are, are, I guess, reflect that. But again, like I, I'm not going to get too bogged down in the numbers. I, I look at what I'm seeing actually in front of me. Uh, and in the last few games, I think he's been better. I think early in the season, the last, you know, the first five games, I think the whole team was just wretched. But as of late, minus this last, 
you know, dud um, when he was actually pretty good on the floor. And that actually they were kind of going in some type of direction, even after facing the Giannis Liss Bucks. Uh, I thought they were going in some type of direction, and then they took a step back again, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like I said, he needs to be the best player, though, on the floor. There can't be – he can't have – especially with no Jalen Brown, he can't be having down nights uh, or poor shooting nights. Um, so right now uh, – All right, Colin just pulled up the, the box score from last game. He said six turnovers, eight of 22, one of eight from downtown, zero steals or blocks. That's not good. That That is not – that's not – Max contract, all-star level, superstar performance. It's not. I'm not saying Tatum can't be any of those things. Right now, you need him to be your best player, and he's not. And that's that. That, especially in this league, that's why you're losing games. Because he's not being. He's not the best player night in and night out for this team. So, until that changes, the way they have constructed the team, you know, it's supposed to be around him and Jalen. Jalen's out right now. He's he's hurt right now. But, you know, people wanted to say you could trade Jalen Brown for other things and and just turn it over to Jason Tatum. Well, right now, that's not showing it can work either. Who said trade Jalen Brown? Oh, I'm saying not you. I mean, I'm just saying I don't I don't I don't remember hearing that. I guess maybe in previous years. Oh, with all the, I mean, with all all the Ben Simmons talk, people, you know, started saying, oh, get, you know, the, the Jalen Brown's involvement and that whole discussion sparked last week about, you know, whether or not you need Jalen Brown here. Uh, I mean, you're definitely not. not including Jalen Brown in any deal with Ben Simmons, that's for sure. But so, anyway, we'll we'll keep our we'll keep our eyes on this game uh, halftime. I, I think, you know, at this point, but 13. This will be 14 games after tonight. Um, and the Celtics are kind of will be exactly what their record shows. They're 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 either going to be seven and seven or they're going to be six and eight. And what do we know? Inconsistent. I'll tell you what. The whole team annoys me though. Like Schroeder's another guy that like you love on one play and then the next he turns it over three times in a row. Um, the whole team is like that, and they just have been very up and down. The only thing they have going for them is that the rest of the league kind of blows. So they're not even really that far out of like eighth or a playoff spot right here, right now, because it's just the whole league is kind of mediocrity. The Bucks, defending NBA champions, they're middle of the pack because Giannis is out, Middleton's out, and the only team that I've seen real consistency from is the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Colin says Tat- Taters uh, got bigger physically over the off season, but he's arguably even softer mentally right now that's something that i hope his coach can fix right mm, that's not going to be fixed by a coach no that's how something you have or you don't i mean i mean it's it's more about or more about the arguing with the that's official mentality. stuff yeah that's his mentality though I, I i just like i don't see many guys that fix like the high level you know they they, they think they've made it that's that's kind of the issue i think tatum's kind of one of those guys he's like he thinks he's already there. When he's not, he still needs to look. He's got to get used to just like everybody else this year, which we'll we'll get to in my uh, my point on the hot knot. But the game has changed, and it's way more enjoyable to watch because they're not calling you blow air on someone in front of you and you get a foul called. So yeah. him and the rest of the league need to fix their mentality, and especially him. Look, I think he's pretty soft, like Colin 
said to his point. Uh, at least that's how it looks. I mean, just just the eye test for me. Again, I'm not going to get bogged down in stats, but he's just he he's a guy that looks to get a foul as opposed to make a shot. Just yeah. go to the hole and make a shot. You're bigger than everybody. You should be stronger. There's there's plays where he pushes guys out of the ways and gets two, and then there's a play where he just gets back down the paint and just gets stuffed on. So I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's up and down, just like the rest of the league at this point. Yeah. Um. Before we get to hot and not, one last uh, point, non-NBA, shifting gears here. Um, one thing I wanted to touch upon was this Ottawa Senators situation. I think 10 guys now uh, in COVID protocol and their season put on pause uh, for a little while. Crazy because the NHL basically has like almost 99% vaccination rate. Um, so crazy that this is happening uh, for them. Uh, I mean, it's played into their poor start, uh, and they really haven't been able to shake it, and it's it's a full-on uh, outbreak. Um, really, really, really uh, surprising. Uh, it's the first little pause here for any NHL team. Hopefully this does not turn into any sort of trend. Yeah, I mean, hopefully not. I mean, we haven't seen this really. I mean, even – look, we've seen guys come down with COVID and have to go into protocol, but it's not like – at least on NBA teams or even NFL teams – not like it's spreading to so many guys that they have to cancel any games or anything. You know, it's usually one, two, three, and then, you know, they're back in 10 days, whatever it might be. This is kind of the first one where it's like, how are all these guys getting the same? I mean, it's just very odd. I don't know. It's like the only team here from any league that we've seen get uh, an outbreak enough to, to cancel a game. Were they all immunized? <laughs> <laughs> the world may never know. Hopefully, they're uh, they go, you know, see Joe. Are Rizzo they are are those ten guys the one percent of N- uh, NHL players that aren't vaccinated? Um, which I don't know. I mean, I forget the the pro. I mean, did players have to be vaccinated, or did they? No. Was is that ninety nine percent number just? That's just hey, that's what guys went out and did on their own. I don't I, know. I think it's the latter. Um, yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember hearing about any. Um, mandate was, for, for NHL. Yeah, I don't think there was a mandate. I just think, look, I mean, for for all the sports here, hockey guys are just built different. They're going to do whatever they can to get on the ice, I think. I don't know. Uh, Pretty sure you're right, though. I'm looking. Yeah, there there was no there was no mandate. Um, let's see. This from this NHL announces that all but four players are vaccinated. I don't think they say who. Those there's, four Vander are. Kane, I think, is one of them. I think there's another guy, or is he Florida, maybe, or something like that. But outside of that, yeah, a lot of them did. I mean, the whole league was at a very high rate. Yeah. Uh, Gary nope. Bettman, it's... our vaccination rate is incredible. Four players, not 4% of players. All of our officials are vaccinated. All the personnel that come into contact with the players are vaccinated. Um, so, yeah. Uh, crazy, then, that this outbreak is going on uh, with Ottawa. Um, mm-hmm. So keeping an eye on that. Anyway, let's get to the hot and not this week. Uh, Christian, you already touched on it. I will let you go first with your hot. What was good in the past yeah, week? Yeah, I guess um, this goes back to like, I meant to do this for like the past like month, but I keep forgetting. Um, I don't know whether to go refs or NBA as a whole, but either way, the whole league uh, kudos to you because the product this year is 
so much better without guys flopping and and breathing on people getting called for a foul and it's more physical it's more fun to watch the product is just way better overall i can actually sit down and and happily watch an nba game that's not the celtics uh most of what i do now is not watch the celtics but <laughs> overall the product is just way better and i uh, i give kudos to the nba on that one yeah no it's been awesome i mean from the get go we knew that this rule change was coming in you know the whole uh, unorthodox shooting thing you know if you stick your leg out if you lean sideways you throw yourself backwards like james harden uh oh. into people not only is it you know not going to get called as a defensive foul it's actually an offensive foul um so that has been awesome absolutely i agree it makes it makes the game better uh it it now you're just playing basketball uh instead of you know we've you said can it get more fouls we said, well, we said it. James Harden, what he would do, it's not, it's not basketball. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you're, you were operating within the rules. You were playing within the parameters of the game, not the spirit of the game. No the point, one the, singular player in the NBA should be getting to the foul line more than twenty-two times. I just, it just cannot happen. Yeah, unless you're Shaq, right? Unless, sure. unless, or you're Giannis, or and Yao teams, Ming. teams are just like ah, bear hugging you and holding on for dear life, and. You know, you know, they know that you can't shoot free throws either. Like that's the only, you know, only time guys should be getting to the line that much. James Harden, no, 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 no. Not even LeBron uh, should should be getting twenty something free throws uh, a game. None of those guys should. So uh, I agree that that's been that's been good. Um, I'm, you know, despite my um, throwing some cold water uh, on on the Patriots here in this one, they are the hottest thing. I mean, for me. I mean, four straight wins. I thought we we all thought that you know it's what they needed. Didn't actually know if they would be able to go out there and do that. And not only have they done that, they did that in some dominant fashion uh, in, in in those wins. Um, you know, yesterday was a dominant performance. So for right now, they're hot. Three days from now, that could dramatically you change. That, are you gonna take that shirt off anytime soon? I don't think so. This sign. one, this shirt. You talk about. Mac to the future? <laughs> no. It's not coming off anytime soon. And if it does, if it does, Christian, then we're uh then I'll just put on the uh the old castle jersey. Yeah, well that that's when things go bad. <laughs> once you once you put that on. I thought it was funny. They uh the uh the, going back two weeks ago, the uh uh Jake Delome was doing a, a radio interview previewing uh, you know, in New, in New England, previewing the Patriots game, and they were joking with him if Sam Donaldson would go, "Hey, are you getting the call? Are you you gonna?" Go? <laughs> He's like, uh, "No, I already uh, harmed the franchise enough the last time I was out yeah. there on the field uh, in 2009, so no reason to subjugate them to to any more uh, bad play." Good move. <laughs> hey, unselfishness, I like it. Unselfishness. Um, so yeah, Patriots right now they are hot. Um, hopefully they can. They can keep that going. Uh, Christian, you're not. What don't you like? What's bad? Uh, I'll tell you what's bad. The Boston Bruins have maybe the worst schedule that I've ever seen in, in sports history. They, they don't play until Saturday. How do you have five days off in the middle of the year? Like they, they It's just, been like this since the start of the year. It's just insane to me. And I, I, I didn't even... Uh, you know, I should, probably should have. I didn't even go look at games played right now, but I guarantee you that they're at the bottom of the league. 13, there's a couple teams, but it's not the how many they've played. It's the way it's been scheduled. 
Yeah. They play twice in two nights, and then they don't play for seven days. It makes no sense, and it's just like, I just would like to watch hockey. I don't know. I and how do you build any consistency? Exactly. That's the other thing is, how is this team supposed to you know, get get in rhythm here if they're playing once every seven days? It just makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. And it's t- not only for the players, it's tough for fans. I mean, normally in the wintertime, I know most nights I could flick on the TV and, hey, there's basketball, uh, there's Celtics or Bruins on. Almost yeah. every night. And, hey, you know what? Hey, there's going to be a couple of nights here. Oh, that's right. They're both off tonight. But odds are good you should be able to flick on the TV and I find to watch the Celtics three nights without any hockey? That's like asking me to just, like, <laughs> never watch sports again. <laughs> Ruining Christian's enjoyment of sports. The 2021 Boston Celtics. Um, my knot this week, you know, last week we had a very, like, serious knot. You know, we were talking about Henry Ruggs. Uh, this one, a little more lighthearted. Uh <laughs> Alex Rodriguez, uh, part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, already not going well uh, because he has incurred a $250,000 fine on the organization because he organized and held like a practice and like team dinner at his mansion in Florida. Was Tom Brady there too? Um, Like (laughs) Antonio Brown, they all, they all living down there. Um, so yeah, he they it, basically you can't have paid like team organized activities outside of your region. Like if you're the New England Patriots, like you can't do anything outside your facilities uh in in the offseason. Nice you can't job, say A-Rod. say again. Nice job, A-Rod. Yeah. Like <laughs> clearly clearly rookie owner mistake didn't know the rules, but how no one else at all stopped him. Like one of the other co-owners was there. Like, one of the principal owners was there. Like, he didn't know that this was a bad idea? Or maybe they just didn't care. They'd rather just pay the fine. They wanted to have whatever this was that they were doing down there. Uh, Not only well, should he be fined for that, but he should be fined for ES, uh, by ESPN for terrible broadcasts, too. So it's just like, A-Rod, what are we doing? <laughs> so Let's figure it out. So A-Rod, uh, on, on the not, uh, not list this week. Um, speaking of Major League Baseball, <sighs> just when... Christian, just when we thought, not that baseball's back, but that it's it's capturing some of what makes it great. Had a great postseason, especially you know as a fan being able to watch the game. The games, it was the product was good. Still long, the games are still long, but the product was good. And then it looks like we're heading towards a lockout that I think is going to get very ugly. Why? Because of things like this. That Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball are trying and planning to use NLB fan graphs, like a Twitter informational analytics service, as part of their arbitration negotiations with players. <laughs> you think some players are going to want to have like have to negotiate their contracts off of what some nerds on Twitter say? Oh my God! This I honestly I hope the lockout lasts. I hope we don't have a season. I hope it, the whole thing. Just when we think we're getting close again, the whole thing honestly just needs to be burned to the ground and built back up. You see all these guys signing contracts now because they know this is going to get ugly. It's going to get real ugly, and I hope it does. I mean, they're trying to base salary off of war. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Just why are you, why are we? Do, this is this is again. The reason why the statisticians—well, I'm surprised I got that right. 
and and the nerds and the geekazoids there that uh, open their spreadsheets and say we need to play this guy for three innings because after three innings he's bad. Uh, it's the same way. We're gonna base salary off of war now. It's a, like, how about we just use our eyes? If the guy hits it over three hundred average, then he's probably pretty good at baseball. Yeah. I I don't know. Like I I can't even give baseball the time of day right now. Again. <laughs> Like, I feel like we're here we are again, square one. Every time they, like, I enjoyed the postseason. It was great. The Braves won the World Series. The Astros lost. The product is fantastic in October. And then they do this stupid stuff, and it's just like, okay, well, whatever. See you next October, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, we might not. We might not. Might not yeah. it, I, I mean, it's, it's looking like it's going to be the first stoppage. Was it 96? I'm trying to remember when that last lockout was. Um, it's, I think this could get really ugly, uh, because Indeed. both sides are so far apart, so far. Um, and honestly, maybe the sport needs it. It, it needs a big giant wake up call. Um, slap in the face, slap in the face. Um, on a baseball note, unfortunately, um, sad to relay, uh, the passing of Julio Lugo, uh, today, obviously, the day before his 46th birthday, just yeah. tremendously heart tragic, attack, guess, right? heart attack. Yeah. Um, but you know, 2007 World Champion, Julio. World Series champion, and a guy who I mean, he had one of like the coldest hitting hitting slumps uh, in he? the postseason yeah. that you'll ever see. But the guy was great defensively. Oh yeah, uh, good, great with the glove. And and I remember he made. A play- Tremendous ups. I think it was the ALCS that year. I remember there was a play. It was like bases loaded, two outs, and the Indians like rip one, you know, to the left field, and he like got like six feet in the air and like snagged a ball. And, you know, things like plays like that, you know, change series. Uh, and he had a number of them. Um, just incredibly, incredibly sad. But obviously, yeah. uh, had to mention that uh, a champion for Boston, and uh, yeah, just another. Remy one week, way too often. Remy one week, and then uh, you know, obviously, Remy was you know a long battle, and still sad to see him go. But this one a little different. Um, Hopefully, we don't have too many more of these uh, anytime soon. Yeah. Um, So we'll see. Uh, Colin about baseball says, could it be the owners' attempt to aim overly high in negotiations just to work their way down to a pitch clock? Um, I have my doubts on that one. I don't even think. Listen, the players aren't going to go for that anyway. So. I don't think we're going to get the pitch clock. I really don't think we will. I, I we should. I, I, it's it's not so much, you know, because we see games go fast. I don't think a pitch clock is going to change the baseball philosophy, right? Of uh, how guys approach things at the plate. And how guys run the base paths, and what guys were putting on the mound, uh, and what guys were playing what positions. Uh, I mean, like you said, Christian, uh, if if we're if the nerds are to be believed, pretty soon, if you can like you know hit three twenty and hit you know thirty home runs and drive in a hundred, that's not good enough. What was your war? It was terrible. Because guess what? I was never replaced. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So. It- <laughs> We're just going to have a whole bunch of guys out there that aren't good at baseball, and that will make games very, very long. You ever seen two bad teams play each other? It goes on forever. So yeah, two good teams play each other. It goes on forever. So never mind what two bad teams do. So I don't, I don't know. 
the 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 sport needs total and complete philosophical realignment uh reconditioning <laughs> they all need a little clockwork orange treatment yeah um and I, cba negotiations uh i don't think they're going to do that alone uh pete and gansett does baseball still matter yes for now because the money's there the money tells you it matters the next the next year though i mean we'll see we said this after the pan you know during the pandemic their revenue was down i don't know how the world series did but you know their ratings were down across the board again this year up from 2020 but still but down um the whole like 10 year trend um I don't know. And as more and more things like this happen, guess what? Older viewers are only going to continue to not stomach the money that the game gets bogged down in the money and these sorts of negotiations. It, it turns people off. There's people who stopped watching the last time there was a strike. Never went back. It happens. Uh, and if you're not playing baseball and the games aren't interesting, guess what? This younger generation especially is not going to get into it. I don't know what there is to latch on to for them. What What is it about the game that you latch on to? As a fan, playing baseball is still great. It's a great sport to play. The one and only Professionally answer, watching it, ugh. Yeah, the one and only answer is October. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the only thing that's good. It's the only thing that's good and compelling. Um, but can baseball survive if people only care to watch in October? As as a big four, not long term. As no. being one of the big, you know, pillars here in North American sports. I don't know. I think in fifteen years, baseball and soccer are gonna trade places because you're gonna have even more so. More there's already. I mean, basically all the kids who grew up in like the '80s and early '90s playing soccer, a lot of them now are having kids. A lot of generations have already had kids, and their kids are playing soccer, and they're fans of soccer, football. Um, it's only going to grow in America, in the United States. Uh, so I, I I think soccer could supplant baseball sometime in the next 10, 15 years. Um, Pete Gansett also says October is good if they play it, unlike 1994. So, so true. Yeah. Um so we'll see. I I don't think baseball is it'll never go away, um, but I definitely think it could fall down the totem pole. And I definitely think that if the you know if that starts happening and the money starts going away, like can can the mentality? I mean, what? How do you like look at hockey? Right? I mean, hockey money is growing, but yeah. at least ho- hockey started down here and it's working its way up. And I and I think hockey is sustainable. Baseball. It's like it's been here, and the money is going like this, while fan interest and everything else is going this going way. Way down. Yep. What happens when, you know, they renegotiate all this stuff and blah 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 blah? But after ratings and all these things, and then like five years from now, you know, somebody's up for a contract and they're like, "Sorry, um, we're only paying this." This happened a couple of years ago. That's why J.D. Martinez is with the Red Sox. He was yep. holding out. He wanted that big, massive deal, and teams were like. Sorry, we uh we don't give out ten year contracts anymore because it's just not smart, uh and and for that much money it's not smart either, um 
Now, this teams are starting. When guys can't use spider tech anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's going to happen to baseball players if all of a sudden they're told, listen, you can't get $200 million. You can get 40 Do they keep playing baseball? I mean, will they take fair it? Fair question. Yeah, I, fair question. I, I, I don't know. And if, and if, if people, if, if the mentality is, well, if I can't get paid big time in the pros like we used to, do guys stop playing baseball? I, I don't know. These are big. These are big, big issues uh, that we definitely don't have answers for here tonight. Um, Colin says the Henrys will be getting that soccer money no matter what. Exact true. Mm-hmm. That's another sign of the, you know uh, all these team all these owners hedging their bets. <laughs> New England Patriots have done it too. Yep. Some pe- some people think football might not be around all that much longer because of the concussion thing and just concerns in the game eroding from the bottom up you know it will truly turn into a gladiator sport where it's hey the people are worried about the cognitive issues and the dangers and you play football only because you're risking your life and your mental well-being only because you need the money um what does that turn the sport into i mean there's some schools that got rid of college football they play speed football now which is basically you know seven guys in like almost leather helmets you know, the padded uh, cover, cap, um, and there's, you know, rules. It's almost kind of like B. There's a whole bunch of – there's variations. Yep. I think in 20 years, we don't – we might not have football like we know it now. It could be way different. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely um, not. So all of it. <laughs> there will still be a 360 sports show. <laughs> if there are sports, there will, we will talk about it. There will be no sports by the year 2033. <laughs> Why? Is that because there's an asteroid coming, Christian? Oh, we don't know. No sports? Yeah, Is that a hot take? You think you think sports in general, days are numbered? I think life as we know it will be <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Who are you are you are you uh, Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know if Jimmy's gonna be here. I mean we don't know if any of us are gonna be here. That's true. <laughs> what the you hell? Know what? He's a great uh co- you know, modern day philosopher. <laughs> that Kyle Shanahan. Uh my goodness. Uh let's check in on uh kyle shanahan uh by the way him and his san francisco 49ers currently up seven nothing late in the first quarter on the los angeles rams i'll tell you what rams lose this game they are now right back in the mix with all these other teams of i don't know who's good i think they're good they lose this game i i now 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 i really throw up all the papers and say i give up i have no idea who's good in the nfl at all there's no consensus The Rams are the only team I've said I think are the most balanced and have been consistent and could go and win this rule in our favorites. They lose this game, I throw that. It's all out the window. I don't know what to think anymore. Um, which is, is that good? Before we get into picks, is this good for the NFL? Is the parity good? If you don't know week to week who's oh, going to yeah, win. Sure. Why not? It's got to be good, right? Yeah, it's more wide open that way. It's not like the Chiefs. Oh, here we go. Chiefs Tampa already. Or Chiefs Bills. Here we go. AFC Championship game, Tampa's going to go out. No, it's like, you know, all these teams dropping games, I think it's good. Makes it more exciting anyway. Yeah. It's not, you know, in when the, I mean, when it's the Patriots, it's fun. But when it's not the Patriots, it's not as fun when you don't know who's going to win. I agree. Did I say that right? Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let me run quickly through yesterday's games so we can tabulate. We only had two different yesterday. 
Pittsburgh and Detroit. I can't put anything in here. I'll just put zeros because yep. we, we weren't right. Uh, Tampa, zero. Arizona, zero. Uh, Chargers pulled out that game versus Minnesota, correct? No, I, I think Minnesota won. I can't remember. I didn't. It was a busy day yesterday. I was broadcasting yeah, oh, hockey. Yeah. I didn't get to catch it. Uh, Vikings won? Yeah, Minnesota won, yep. Woo! Uh, Philly beat Denver, correct? I don't know. I just closed it. <sighs> Killing me. Hang on. Bye. What am I doing here? I'm getting all wonkied out here. Back on track. Who'd you ask me? Philly, right? Philly. Who'd they play? Denver. The Philadelphia Eagles blew out the Broncos. That's what I thought. So we uh, we went six and six last week. Uh, we split our games. I picked Atlanta. I thought that they would have some sort of you know shootout with the Cowboys. And boy, were you wrong. <laughs> that didn't happen at all. I mean, all. when you miss, you miss. <laughs> shot at the broadside of the barn. And hit the car! <laughs> Absolute shootout, but it was one-sided. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we hit the over. It was just all on one side. So, here we go. Uh, no skin tonight. We both picked the Rams. We'll see how that goes. Um, let's get Week 11 started with the Thursday night game. Uh, all right, let me pull it up. I already know who's on Thursday, but uh, we'll go for it. It is New England at Atlanta. I know who I'm picking. Who are you picking, Christian? I'm going Patriots. If they lose this game, I I refuse to be a fan for the rest of the year. <laughs> they told see that this is the thing though. I mean this this will be the test now of what are the Patriots because no 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 no, no. what this is no test. Th- Thursday night games are not a test, right? This is a test of nothing. This is <laughs> go in there, win even if you only score one point, even if it's not possible, score one point, win the game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Get out of there with a win two, on Thursday two, night. Two nothing. I consider that a win, and we'll see what we have next week against Tennessee. Two nothing. Uh, two nothing. No, no that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. The, the test is a, the good teams. If we okay. think that the Patriots are heading somewhere, you go in, in whatever it takes. You take care of business and win this game. If you don't, if you lose, if you play poorly and lose, if God forbid you go and you get blown out, um, your season won't be over. But, like, now we're kind of back to square one with, with where are we heading a bit. Um, so it's it's a test only in that respect that it doesn't mean, you know, if you're good teams, go and find a way. Yeah, so, I agree let, with that. I just, Thursday night games to me. Oh, no, style not, points don't matter. I don't care yeah. about style points. It's just, just, just win. Win the, game. win the game. Whatever whatever you have if to do. Nick has to kick six Field goals to win the game, just do it and escape with a win. 18 to 17. Uh, yeah, I agree. So style points don't matter in this one. Uh, just go get the W. Uh, and I expect them to. Um, so, next. Where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Indianapolis at <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Sorry, that was good. Uh, I got That's an me. old who's line. Uh, yeah. Who's line guy, yeah. Uh... We should, we should get some some 360 sports show scenes from a hat. Um, Indy, Indy at Buffalo. Uh, at Buffalo, they answered the bell. 
uh, you know, we said it wasn't just about winning. It was winning with, again, style points, winning with style. Uh, they did that yesterday. Uh, see, if, if they've righted the ship, uh, they should win this game. Uh, I will pick I will pick them, yeah. um, but I don't necessarily do it with all that much confidence. Agree. I think the Bills are still a good team, and now we can finally put to uh, rest the legacy of Mike White. <laughs> yeah. He is just another quarterback. <laughs> all right. Baltimore at Chicago. Yuck. Uh, Baltimore should bounce back, but what an ugly, horrific... Is that a blueprint game? I mean, did Brian Flores and the Dolphins put the blueprint out there to beat the Ravens uh, with what what they were able to do defensively against Lamar uh, and really have him just, you know, all over the place and kind of lost? You know, he had made so much progress throwing the ball but couldn't see the blitz, almost danced, you know, was almost hesitant to run. It was like he could have just taken off and then he was kind of danced. I mean, they had him questioning himself in that game is there any sort of blueprint out of that or is it just a bad bad game and baltimore will bounce back and be fine and lamar jackson's a beast i'm gonna say the latter um but i i feel like there is some type of formula against the ravens but i don't i'd like to see it happen again before i say it's like the for sure uh i feel like the ravens are just gonna come they have to bounce back right i mean come on yeah especially against chicago with you know they're yeah mess yeah, I'm going. I'm going Baltimore. I still, I don't love it, but I, I just, I feel like they have to bounce back. Yeah, Detroit at Cleve, <laughs> Cleveland. Um, no, I can't. I can't pick them yet because I'm obligated to pick them in a week Go or ahead. two from now. Uh, I, I really want to pick the Lions, man, only because you, you come that close, you give that game away so many times. And mm-hmm. it would just the Browns is this like the sinking ship? I mean, five and four now five and five. If you lose to the Lions, then that's maybe in a way it helps. I mean, Baker Mayfield doesn't have an extension yet. I don't know if you go if you have a five hundred year this year, you paying that guy max money to stay your quarterback? I don't think so. Um, so <laughs> Cleveland, I got to pick him to win. But I will be rooting very hard for Detroit uh, in that game. Yeah, I'm going Browns. <laughs> I just can't pick the Lions. No, uh, no assessment necessary. <laughs> Houston at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Yeah, same. I mean, I I keep thinking the Titans are gonna fall apart and they don't so i don't think that will happen against houston of all teams so uh at niners are up 14 nothing by the way now <laughs> uh crazy what a league crazy crazy i mean they, they listen like you said we say any given sunday and you know how many times that actually comes true a handful That's of times year you're talking about a, a handful of times in a season right you know, you get uh, a, a whole bunch of crazy upsets and or good team. You know, every good team loses like one clunker, and they ever says any given Sunday. Very team. You know, you ten weeks and you have this many teams at like five and four, five and five, six and four. That's crazy. Yeah. Usually, usually by now, 
the the cream has separated itself. Uh, it hasn't, um, and that's going to keep things exciting. Uh, so yeah, both picking Tennessee uh, next game. Green Bay at Minnesota. Yuck! 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 Uh, I guess I have to pick Aaron Rodgers. I yeah. yeah. Can't the the all world immunized Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. I wish I didn't have to pick him, but I do. Next, Miami at Jets. Miami. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really <laughs> ugly game. This this is this is another one of those ugly 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 games. But picking Miami. I'll tell you, I'm not picking the Jets, so by default, I pick <laughs> New Next. Orleans at Philly. Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles. Saints yeah. are – I mean, what are the Saints' record now? I think it's still above 500, but not not my much. Let's see. They're second in the uh, NFC South. I know that. They're 5-4. and four. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're only a game back of the Bucks, um for the division – um, they've lost two in a row. Uh, like, like we said, coming into that Denver game, like Philly can put up points. Uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think the saints are going to be able to put up points to, to keep up. So fly Eagles fly. Yeah. I just feel like Philly can score on anybody. feels like, um, whether they play defense on a given week, who knows, but still taking the Eagles. Washington, Football team at Carolina. Much more difficult game now that they don't have Chase Young. That is yeah, a very tough. unfortunate injury. Um, very, very tough loss. Somebody to chase around Cam Newton. Uh, I can't pick Cam Newton, so by default, I pick Washington. <laughs> I'm going to go Carolina, and I just feel like Heineke always plays well against Tampa Bay, and then I feel like they're just bound to have a dud. They just beat the Bucks. They they just won the Super Bowl. And now they're gonna just absolutely get blown away. Uh we'll see. We shall see. So oh, this is a... oh, is that... oh, you want to put something on this game? This is Sounds like a confident football team fan. We shall see. Uh, this is actually the first game we're different on this week. So hooray! Um, right. Next. Well, we're not going to be different on this one, I don't think. San Fran at Jacksonville, even though the Jags are playing okay. Oh, man. I, I'd really want to take Jacksonville, but, I mean, what are the, look at what the Niners are doing right now. 14 nothing, early second quarter. Um, yeah. Do we have the oh, – I need to find, like, a game thing. I want to see how those scores happened. Touchdown for Garoppolo. And... He's back. What else? Two interceptions for Jimmy Ward. There's got to be a pick six in here somewhere. Who the heck is Jimmy Ward? No, 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 no. can't find it. Either the way, Rams are taking their bye week a little bit early. I think they're bye <laughs> week this week. Yeah. Um. Plug. I'll go Niners. Um. In light of what we're currently witnessing, I will go 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to go Niners. I feel like this may be a Jacksonville week, but I'm going to go Niners anyway. Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Another good uh, showing from Vegas. Again, just a te- Just when you think it's like a team is – the opportunity was there for Vegas. 
and they it was it um i don't know if that now affects them adversely um because that was a you thought you were the man but you're not the man yet uh type of beating from the chiefs uh in in their division um so raiders are five and four now lumped in with the chargers and and the broncos are five and five so that's an ugly division um I'm gonna pick Cincy. Uh, I I think Cincy's better. They're more balanced. I think they can bounce back. Uh, Vegas kind of feels like they had their two weeks, and now this is gonna be where you know the wheels fall off. They went, lost to the Giants and then lost to the Chiefs last night. Um, the defense for the for the Bengals, I think, will keep them in check. They're not gonna be able to run up and down the field. So. I want to pick opposite just because, but I feel like I've been waiting for the Raiders to just collapse, and I feel like it's on its way. Yeah. Now they'll probably win, but I'm going to take Cincy anyway. Okay. Dallas at Kansas City. Whew, this should be – is this the Sunday night game? No, it's 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. Wow. Um, I'm going to pick Dallas. Uh, this, this will tell us whether or not KC is, you know – Hey, did they just play a bad, downwardly trending Raiders team uh, and, and get the better of it? Uh, or are they ready to reassert themselves? Um, they certainly have the capability to do it. Uh, Dallas, just a little too balanced. Um, they're they're gonna they're a much better version of the Raiders. So I, I, I got to pick Dallas, even though this is in Kansas City. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City. Let's do it. Sometimes you go against the grain, and this is probably the mistake that I need. No. So reel me right back in. No. I mean, um, hey. It's, I think it's... both these defenses kind of can be had. Oh, certainly. Oh, gonna, certainly. You know, who's going to score last? I don't know. I think uh, Dallas, though, <laughs> is going to be able to control the clock. They will totally probably. be able to control control the game. That's uh, why I would lean Cowboys to win, uh, because I think they're absolutely going to run over the Chiefs. But Yeah. yeah. Reap what you sow, I guess. Arizona at Seattle. Seattle. Uh, I mean, I, I Murray may be back for this game. Um, I know Seattle. That was a dud last night. Um, Arizona. Like either of these Arizona teams. gonna gonna lose two straight. I don't know, but tough tough game to pick. I'm gonna go with the home team. I still like. I still like Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to go Seattle as well, especially at home. But Did you see Pete Carroll chucking what, like his cell phone last night instead of the challenge yeah. flag? Yeah, nice. <laughs> Good job, Pete. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. just chuck anything. Hey, 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 You fling something. I mean, he is kind of like the guy that would just do a bunch of nothing to get something made, right? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Style points Whatever don't count. Pittsburgh at Los Angeles Chargers. This is going to be a Monday night game. This is a Sunday night game. Sunday night game. Whew. Man. Uh, Pittsburgh at the Chargers. Uh, lack, lack, lack. Chargers. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe in Pittsburgh one bit in anything. Yeah, I don't know, who knows if – I don't. Need, he, he'll probably be back, but I don't know if Ben will be uh, on the field, so I'm going to go uh, Chargers. And then the game of the week, Monday night, Giants at Tampa Bay. Oh my God! Well, 
hey, the Giants are the team that, you know, Brady says he likes to beat the most. Uh, I think they are going to get a whooping. I mean, Tom Brady told, you know, Bruce Arians yesterday, it's Tom's fault. It wasn't the receivers. It was all him. Uh, I think Tampa is going to be locked in and focused. I don't think Joe Judge uh, has any tricks up his sleeve, even though he has some familiarity with Tom, obviously. Uh, to I don't think defense to pull any sort of rabbit out of their hat and confuse him. And none of that. I, I think back-to-back letdown weeks for for the the Bucks. Uh, I think that they absolutely steamroll this game. And if ESPN had something to cut away to, they would actually straight up just leave Monday Night Football. I don't know. That Giants defense is kind of picking up here late. They're, no way. They're actually trending in the right direction. I guess Go ahead. not really late, middle of the year. Go ahead. Pick them, then. I'm going to take Pick them. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I thought so. But I, thought I think so. the Giants are uh, – I think the Giants have a chance in this game. What's the spread? What's the spread on this game? Tampa's in a weird way right now. Um, let me check. But Tampa's hurt. Just just curious to see what the betters think. We are not betters. We are minus just, 11 Tampa Bay. Minus, let's see, yeah. Uh, I I don't even think that the Giants will be able to cover that. So, no mm, shot. I would take the points. Tampa's reeling. If it's, if it's that close, then that's bad for Tampa. So. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean... They're kind of trending in the wrong direction. They got some injuries and stuff, but they'll probably they'll probably get get back. Hey, Rams on the board, fourteen to seven. We mm-hmm. got ourselves a game. So, uh, last scoreboard check here. Uh, let's check in on your Boston Celtics. Up seventy eight seventy two with seven fifty five to go in the fourth quarter. Can nice. they hang just on? To, just in time to blow it That's and great. win and win this late nineties, early two thousand style. Slugfest here in in Cleveland. <laughs> well, if whatever they have a lead, chances are it's gonna go away. Whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, so uh, that is gonna do it uh, for this week's uh, edition of the show. Uh, thanks to everybody who joined in and watched here on the live stream. We are live every Monday, starting at 7:30 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You can like, follow, and subscribe on any of those platforms. To get the live stream, you can also listen to us as a podcast through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from. And actually, while we're on that topic, I will check the mailbag and see if we got any emails this week. The360sportshow at gmail.com is where you can reach us there uh, if you're one of our podcast listeners. We know we have plenty of you out there uh, and want to make sure that uh, we give you, you guys your due as well because you're helping to support uh, the program. Uh, and it looks like uh, a few comments on YouTube, but uh, nothing directly through the email. So, uh, podcast listeners, you can reach us there. You can enjoy. You can uh, interact with us here on the show uh, through the email. So, that is gonna do it. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you next Monday. I'm Andrew Pazelli. He's Christian Lauber. Have a good night, everybody. Later.